There are two types of speakers, those who are nervous and those who are liars. But if you know the nerves are coming, you'll be able to handle them. You got this. Hey everybody, this is Speak Easy with Eric Egan. I've made a career out of speaking in front of people and a camera, learning a ton about this craft along the way. How to be comfortable and exude confidence, learning from my mistakes, which have been plenty, and becoming accustomed to harnessing that nervous energy we all experience. I say all that because I know how important standing up in front of a crowd of two or a hundred can be in all of our professions. And I'm here to show you, I can help you perfect your pitch. Let's do it. And welcome on in, everyone. So excited to have you back for this latest episode of Speak Easy with Eric Egan speaking here. Your host, Eric. Hey, friends. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this is reaching you in a good place. Um, this is late November. Man, we are about to turn the page on, goodness, about another year. Um, just following the Thanksgiving holiday. Folks, this is a learning process and the reason why I'm sort of leading off with that today is because today we're going to talk about some heady stuff. And much of what I'm giving you, well, all of what I'm giving you, I believe, and I've put this into practice, hopefully you have too, it can apply in all situations. And today is no different. In fact, it might be at the front of that line. Um, but it's it, it requires a bit more critical thinking, not necessarily speaking one-on-one, but this is extremely essential when it comes to reaching folks and when it comes to making an impact and resonating with them, reaching them. All the, everything that makes, makes you a better speaker, everything that makes you that person that somebody wants to um, call back and to invite back and to have again and, and, or to promote or to just be around somebody who... Um, engages. So the main thought for today is is this one line, and I'm going to unpack it, and we'll dig into it, and I'll explain why it's important. Then I'll explain a few ways that I think, when applied, it will help you at least start taking the right steps toward achieving something here. So the thought is, without further ado, it's not always what you say. It's what people hear. What does that mean? Well, there's a lot to it. Always keep in mind, guys, no matter how good or how engaging you are, people will understand your message based on their own, and it could be a lot of things, their own emotions, what they're going through that day, their background. Be realistic. Any prejudices, any past beliefs, that's important. This is one of the most difficult concepts in speaking and then reaching an audience, but just because it's hard, that doesn't mean we should ignore it. If you do, unfortunately, you're essentially screaming into a vacuum. You're speaking for you. You're not speaking for your audience. So we got to strive to put ourselves into our audience's shoes. It kind of seems obvious, but it's super common to go up there and to think about what you want to say. And to think about the impact that you want to make regardless of what the person across from you might be thinking. And it's also important because how they perceive you is everything. Get to know who you will be speaking to. That can apply in, in such a, a, a wide variety of ways. If it's 
more of a, a business or, or, or corporate uh, setting, obviously, what is important to that company? What will benefit their progress? If you're speaking to somebody who you think, who you want to make a good impression on, you know, do a little research on them. What, where do they come from? What's their background? What might, you know, make their ears ring, so to speak? Perception is reality. That's true. And once your words, once your message, once they leave your lips, what you say, it's open to interpretation. It's not yours anymore. It's a harsh reality. You want to think it is, but somebody, anybody can do whatever they please with what you say. And when I say do whatever you please, they can spin it. They can regurgitate it, meaning they can explain to somebody else what they thought they heard, whether it's whether they were your intentions or not. You just have to know that going in. So the message for this podcast, it, it this episode, you can, you can take many different looks at it. You can come to the table from many different angles. But ultimately, and I'm going to say this a few times, it's not always what you say, it's what they hear. And you have to ask yourself, how much of an impact am I willing to make? How willing am I to cater to, you know, to mold what I'm saying to reach them and, and to resonate with them and to make that impact? That's important. Come to the stage, and I use that term all inclusively, wherever you're going to be speaking, whatever that moment might be, using this type of language or strategy, guys, that will resonate with the audience. An audience of one, a hundred, two hundred or more. It doesn't make a difference. And understand the room, understand a mood, a social or political climate. Yeah, all of that. The understanding of that, that's what is essential, fundamental even to connecting with the people you're talking to. I want to try to further illustrate the where I'm thinking, why it is so important. And and I say this a little tentatively, but I'm going to go out there anyway. I'm going to use politics as, a, as, a, as an analogy. Many of us from day to day, we're not out there studying or we're not going to be out there with our friends or our, our colleagues, whoever it might be, practicing, excuse me, not practicing, my mistake, arguing over or debating policy. Most people can't speak on it. They don't have the time to study it. It's deep in the weeds, right? But we can play back or, or repeat something fed to us, you know, on a cable show or reading on social media. You see where I'm going there? And chances are we're already going to agree or disagree, but usually agree with what we seek out. We want to hear what we think our opinion is. Remember, I'll go back to what I said earlier. How somebody receives a message is shaped by their circumstances, their surroundings. We're already pre-programmed to listen for that type of stuff. And those people talking, doing the talking to the masses, they know what that majority wants to hear. They exploit it. But they're also extremely effective. So now taking all this into account, I'm going to give you a few tools that'll help to get you to at least to start to think of ways to accomplish this. It's a tall task, admittedly. It can kind of be confusing to follow, but 
Again, if it seems daunting, number one, the first point I'm going to give you, it's a great place to start. I'm going to simplify it. That word is key, simplify. So don't be overwhelmed. You can do this. So here we go. How do we connect with an audience? How do we get them to hear what our intended message is? Well, start short, sweet, and simple. And this applies in the boardrooms, in the bedrooms, combos, you know, with colleagues, friends. I'm serious. It applies in all walks of life. Simplify your language. It's easier for people to connect to you, to get a feel for you, to hear you, to understand. Um, here's an easy exercise. Google some of the best company slogans. They're all short and sweet. They all stick. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Nike, just do it. Apple, think different. I could go on and on. Those are all like three or four words. And you you walk away remembering them. People will grasp onto you when they can easily understand and they can easily repeat it and say it back what you're giving them. In the same line of thinking, another, another point, the next one, n- not most... It's funny what I'm about to tell you because I'm having, I'm having a hard time being articulate. <laughs> uh, but bear with me. It's not about being the most eloquent or having the most articulate vocabulary. There you go. Just be real and open. Speaking over somebody's head, you don't want to disenfranchise people or talk over them. They'll tune you out. They'll think you're trying to outsmart them. Maybe they'll be even you know, a little suspicious of you. I remember working... Um, professionally with a person where they love to use acronyms or anytime you start a new job, you have to learn the, you know, the terminology, the, the verbiage, every industry kind of has its own and it can kind of be a bit of a turnoff or at least it can stack the deck. It can make you feel out of place a little bit. So you don't want to, you don't want to do that to your audience. You know, you don't want to make them feel that they don't belong or that they don't understand. So it's more about connecting with with language that everybody can understand. Some people make a joke sometimes. Say, they say, wait, I don't understand. It, it, explain it to me like on a third grade level or explain it to me like I just, you know, I, like I've been asleep for 20 years and get me up to speed. In a way, that's good. It, working as a journalist and in TV broadcasting for so many years, I would collect a ton of interviews and then I would, you know, go through them and have to pick out the most important points. And then craft that message so the biggest or or the greatest portion of the population could understand it. You want to reach as many people as possible. And you want to make it as easy as possible for them to understand. So simplify your language. Next point, their truth. Focus on their truth and not yours. Take your opinion out of it. What is the price of success? Again, know your audience. What do they want to hear? What message... How can you shape your message to making it the most beneficial for the most people in the room? Uh, Number four, I'm on number four. If you're counting, deliver what you promise. Make good on those promises. This reinforces your credibility and always first tell your audience what you're going to tell them. Lay it all out. Do it at the beginning and then at the end, drive it home again. Drive home what you just explained. How many times have I said this? It's not always what you say. It's what people hear, okay? And I'm giving you points that will better equip you to making your audience hear the message that you want to deliver. Uh, And then finally, this is 
for some folks, this is hard, but I've included this a lot lately and it's, it should be one of the easier things to pull off. It's, I call it sight and sound. Look the part guys. It's about what people hear. It's also about what they see. That's you speak with conviction have a consistent message. Don't waver from this. This will always leave an impression. Effort, effort, effort. It can make up for a lack of talent. It can make up for, you know, a, a, a skill set that you may not have as you may not have all the you may not have all the five tools. That's a that's a baseball reference. Anyway, as you're one of your competitors, but you can make up for it by working harder, by showing up first, by leaving last. Stick to your guns. Speak with conviction. Show me the effort. Show me your willingness to work. Look the part. Dress for success. And, you know, keep that message consistent. Sight and sound. That's the last one. All right, everybody. I'm, I'm glad you you have stuck with me with this one. Sort of a, a, a thinking episode. And I'm glad I could could share this one with you. You know, sometimes we're going to talk about voice techniques or or delivery or impassion or, or how to piece together a message or, or how to come to the table with with increased confidence and exuding that and, and and all of these things factor in to you becoming a more polished version of yourself and perfecting your pitch and and understanding that there are some fears that come along with it but if we acknowledge those we know they're coming we know how to handle them we can improve ourselves so all of this sort of is is part of the recipe, the stew, if you will, that that it's all designed to make us better in public, speaking in front of a crowd of, of, of a multitude of people or just a couple. So thanks for hanging with me. This is a ton of fun and, and I enjoy sharing some of this with you. And as we begin to wrap up just a bit, I always encourage you guys to share the same with me. Let me know what you're thinking. Also, always ask for five-star reviews on um, Apple Podcasts. That's super helpful. But wherever you're listening from, I do thank you. Uh, I encourage a, a follow on Instagram, SpeakEasyEgan. Uh, everything that's that's usually going on with the podcast will be posted on there. Also, a little SpeakEasy suggestion. If you're a listener and you have not seen any of the social feeds recently... My suggestion for this holiday season is bourbon apple pie as we, uh, we switch gears just a little bit. I, I posted my recipe. There are a few, obviously a few steps to that. I'm not going to go through it right now, but the, the long and short of it is that you have a few ingredients, you put them in a bourbon bottle, you seal it up, and then you basically let it marinate in that bottle from right around the Thanksgiving holiday to right before Christmas or Christmas Eve. So check out Speakeasy Egan on Instagram. It's posted right there. Um, it's just a fun little thing to do to, to kind of get ready for the season. And um, I encourage you to check it out. I'm proud of it. It has turned out the last few years that I've done it. And I, I encourage you to do so as well. You, uh, you won't be disappointed. And finally, everyone, again, if there is any thoughts, concerns, or questions, or anything you want me to explore in the podcast, please just send a message my way. If not on the social media pages, their email is great as well. SpeakeasyEgan at gmail.com. All right, friends, um, we're going as we get closer to the end of the year here. We have uh, some great content lined up for you. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being involved and signing off as we go. Remember this, be confident, be memorable, and be you. Talk again soon.